Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Welcome to Minisode 45 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a lapsed horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart, sometimes filmmaker and also a lapsed horror writer. How are you, man? I'm okay, how are you? I'm good. (laughs) Are you? Well, I've seen better days. Yes, for date and timestamp purposes, we are recording this on a Sunday afternoon at 3.15pm and I am just this minute back from uh, a stag weekend in the borders and I am paying for it. I think it's probably written all over my face and my general demeanour. That is a little bit. You look defeated, uh, <laughs> broken and uh, not as sunshiny as, uh, as I've come to know. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing considerably better than I was a couple of hours ago. Uh, so I'm, fe- I'm feeling good. I can good. only imagine. I'm feeling good. What have you been watching this week, my friend? I got my hands on Arrow Video's new release of Ring. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It's just run again in theatres as well, hasn't it? It has, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an all-new, high-flying, lovely, scan-to-4K remaster. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah, just as good as we've come to expect. Yeah, great film. Wouldn't really expect anything else. Um, mm. Still holds up, I think. Still pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, needless to say, I only saw it for the first time in the last couple of years, and I thought the same. Right, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Well, I finally, finally uh, watched Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh! <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, now available. Well, certainly available on streaming platforms. Yeah, it's VOD. Um, the yeah. physical follows in a couple of weeks, I believe. I think it does, yeah. Really loved it. Kind of hard not to. I think it's it's just very charming. Yeah, it's a really, really likeable film, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can kind of see what the what the fuss has been about. Good. I'm glad, um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm glad, yeah. you, I'm glad you've finally seen it. As well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it makes things a bit easier now next time I speak to John. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that um, yeah, bears a mention actually. Yeah, that is out now on VOD platforms. In the yeah, UK. I have a couple. Right. Okay. And uh, both, um, I'm actually really excited to talk about it for very different reasons. Uh, first and foremost, I was off work on Friday, and I spent the morning nipped along and caught us. Yeah, Jordan Peele's Us. Yeah, the follow-up to the Oscar-winning Get Out. And how um, was that? I haven't seen it yet. I had planned to go see it today, but that fell by the wayside, so I'm going to go see it midweek. Okay, Um. so I don't think anybody really needs too much of a too much of a refamiliarization with what's going on uh-huh. in Us, but basically, yeah, you've got a family who... It's kind of a home invasion thing, but the home invasion are the family's doppelgangers. Of course. Mm-hmm. I thought this was great. Really, really liked it. I... Don't know if I'd venture that it's better than Get Out, but I certainly found it scarier. Okay. And I would say that there's a maybe 15 or 20 minute section near the start that I found almost unbearably tense. And when I say unbearably, I genuinely considered if I needed to go outside for a wee breather. Oh, right. Fuck. Um, okay. and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that that'll be anybody else's reaction, but in terms of things that just happened to push my buttons, it got a lot of things really right. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think it's really good. There's kind of... um. 
There's a hunt and chasey element to some of it that lets a little bit of the air out of the balloon tension-wise for me. <laughs> okay. But um, uh, I really like it. Really, really like it. Lupita Nyong'o is absolutely incredible in it. Yeah, um, so yeah she, she really is. I mean, I'm, pretty much anyone that has to do a dual performance in this is doing it to an exceptionally high standard. Right. But she's but she's absolutely driving the thing. I'm not convinced that the whole thing would work half as well as it does um, were it not for her. Wow, okay. So, yeah, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I hope everybody that's kind of caught it over opening weekend have had a good time with it as well. Um, so, yeah, that was the big one. Right, um, and what's the other then? So the other one, um, last Sunday, I watched Orphan for the first time. Oh, with Vera Farmiga. And Peter Sarsgaard, yeah. 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 Um, so, for one thing, and now, you know, I'm watching quite a lot of stuff from round about this kind of era right now. Yes. It seems to be very kind of of that time that films like that run, or films from that, horror films from that era, seem to run weirdly long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, you know how, like, Mirrors is somehow an hour and 55 minutes long, <laughs> and somehow Orphan is two hours and five minutes long, and it doesn't need to be that long. I thought that the film was okay. Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming most people are familiar with the story by now. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard and Vera Farmiga play parents who adopt someone, and uh, just to spoiler tag it up, but basically it later turns out that uh, they haven't adopted a like 12-year-old girl. It's a grown woman. It's a 33-year-old uh, <laughs> woman with a medical condition that gives her the body proportions of a child. Yeah. For a film of this scale from that time, because it was made for $20 million, I right. think that, like it goes to some really interesting places and made me feel really uncomfortable in a way that films of that scale generally don't. Okay. So I think that it's to be commended for going to some sur- like surprisingly dark and surprisingly unusual places. I'm not convinced that ever translated to me actually liking it, though. <laughs> you know, you're kind of like, oh, I'm very impressed by the hubris of some of the things that this is doing, but I'm, I'm not sure if at any point I was actually having a good time with it. Right. Um, I don't know where I'd stand on it in terms of recommending it, because I think it's worth seeing because it tries some interesting stuff, but also I kind of came away from it at the end feeling a little bit dirty. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, I suppose so. It's totally a good um, thing. Yeah, no, I, in fact, yeah, you know what? If you haven't seen it, get it watched. I'm curious about what other people think of it. And if you haven't seen it, me and Mitch recently watched Slender Man, of which more in the fullness of time, I'm sure. Oh, Christ. But, uh, don't watch that. Yeah, that was last Saturday, wasn't it? Slender Man, one of the worst films I've seen in the last few years, but we can get into that another time. Yeah, yeah. As far as mainstream horror goes, uh, this is real low on the scale, really bad. Yeah, it's bye-bye man bad. <laughs> okay, so that's that. Uh, yes, so. Mitch was a shockwave 100. And I got one in this week. Okay. I was going to watch Cannibal Holocaust, but then you reminded me that you wanted to watch that with me. Yeah. So, um, so I postponed that and I watched Tourist Trap instead. Okay. Which I thought was cool. I had a good time with it. I you enjoyed it. that? Yeah, I did. Um, I. Didn't expect it. I, yeah, it didn't go where I expected it to go. I think that it kind of like it got kind of very satisfyingly creepy um, in the second half in a way that I didn't necessarily think it was gonna. Yeah, I had, a, I had a really good time with it, which I think takes my total to fifty nine. Right. Yeah. Yep. Going so, off the figure certainly that we quoted last week. Yeah. So um, if we can get Cannibal Holocaust, I mean, I'll definitely get something done this week. But uh, yeah, hitting hitting the sixty percent mark next week. Pretty strong. Yeah, it seemed insurmountable. All those months ago. But anyone else, anybody else who'd challenged themselves to a challenge such as this would have already finished. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, say I'd, I didn't say I'd do it in a timely fashion. I just said I'd do it. <laughs> and that's how you'll cover yourself. <laughs> so, next up. What have they been saying? It's feedback time. And needless to say, um, 
a lot of it centering on uh, the episode from this past Friday. <laughs> Seed of Chucky. Big thank you to Mitch Harrod joining us to talk Seed of Chucky, and the conversation has been plentiful about that. So I think we should probably... Do you want to start with that? Yeah, I think that's... I actually think just about everything I've got is Seed of Chucky, apart from one piece of general niceness. General niceness. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, right. I've got a couple other things. So let's do Seed of Chucky first. Um, Instagram first, Dangerous Board. I'm already far too excited about this. This film is my guilty pleasure. Um, also, falling in line behind it in support of Seed of Chucky, we've got Zoe underscore meh. This doesn't need defending. Glenn slash Glenda is the best. <laughs> Coming from a slightly different angle on it is Callahan Andre Martins on Twitter saying, I wonder how this abortion of a film gets defended. <laughs> um, as it turns out, very impassionedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And suffice to say, my uh, editing sizzles are now blunt. Uh, yes because that took some editing yeah yeah we burned through a lot of stuff <laughs> um laura buying an lv on twitter had no idea about seed of chucky hashtag true multicultural icon have to get it watched we've got darren gaskell weighing in as well i'm sure i'm nowhere near as big a fan of seed of chucky as scout the horizon is but after his admirable defense of it on the latest at strong violent pc i'm more than willing to give it another watch Cool. Um, I think I think it merits a rewatch. I think, like I said, I, th- I think that you'll probably find that it's aged better than you expect in certain ways. I don't know if I would agree, but I found it a lot less immediately obnoxious than I did the last. Certainly, the last time I watched it. <laughs> you know your way around a compliment, I'm just here. <laughs> Um, okay, Faye, Faye Ellis, at Tweak eighty one. Oh, well done at Strong Violent PC and at, at Scout the Horizon. That's Mitch, by the way. Just missed my stop because I was so caught up listening about semen donation in Britney Spears. Yeah, there was a lot more semen donation chat that didn't make the cut. Yeah, a lot, a lot of semen ended up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> uh, ScaredSheepless.com. Caitlin Downs saying, Save this week's strong violent PC for my Sunday commute. Not all the way through yet, but I've done huge amounts of laughing and thrilled at the love for Jennifer Tilly. Also, Mitch is exasperated. Fucking hell, boys. During the cock chat. Yeah. Standard Bane. Standard Bane, that's very true. Um, and thank you, Caitlin, for getting in touch. I'm yeah. glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, uh, Hanny Ray, don't think that we've actually heard back from her since she's listened to it, but um, the conversation on this on uh, social media was pretty much instant. <laughs> right. Like, um, sure. The chat kicked off pretty much like pretty sharp on Friday morning. People were really on it. And she just said, the more I'm hearing about this episode, the more keen I am to start my commute and listen to it. <laughs> just leave early. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck your work. Get this listened to. Yeah, yeah, patch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Works, um, work. I have a couple more things on Seed of Chucky. Yeah, well, on you go. I don't have anything else on Seed of Chucky. Cool. Um, so, Facebook, very briefly, uh, Jenny McCarthy uh, was giving the episode a listen, just said 10 minutes in, and shit's got weird already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's just the start. I yeah, don't know if she made it to the end or not. Um, and uh, James Patrick Duffy, brilliant episode, laughed my ass off. Thank you very much. Thanks, James. Um, and finally, on Seed of Chucky, Kim Morrison, Wicked Sister 69, really nice piece of feedback here, said, equally one of the most intelligent episodes in discussing the film's themes and also one of the filthiest, which is quite a combo, especially this early in the morning. But I loved it. It's nice that we can straddle that line. Yeah, I think so. Between intellectual and disgusting. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, I, I think so. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I, I kind of like that we can do that too. Yeah. I wonder if any of our listeners were left feeling as dirty as you were feeling after watching Orphan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who can say? That's all I've got on uh, CD Chucky. You got anything else? I've got the general niceness. Go on. Um, and also doubling up as a new person alert. Oh, hey. Yeah. We've got Gorehound at Zombies Lou. 
saying, very, very new listener to At Strong Violent PC, and I am absolutely loving it. Cracking job by all involved. Especially like the coverage of some of my underrated favourites, PCs and Sleepaway Camp included. Get on it, Gorehounds, and thank me later. Ah, well thank then. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Gorehound. That is uh, very, very kind. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, keep listening. Yeah, yeah. Tell your pals. Um, one more. Um, from... That's kind of what that tweet was. Had telling his pals. I suppose so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying him. May not be a him. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Confirm or deny. One more. Um, just, again, a kind of a general comment. I harken back kind of to teeth, actually. Oh, right, um, sure. So okay. this was in response to a Phil Escott um, posted up some stuff around the Colobos release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. And we all kind of kind of brought the episode, episode 36, back to the fore mm-hmm. when we talked about it with him. And uh, Machine Politics of the Robot Left at, um, at <laughs> no underscore genius on Twitter uh, said, found this after watching the Blu-ray and think you were very fair on the film. Thanks. Yeah. Had to listen to the Teeth episode, love that movie, and you're right, it doesn't get talked about enough, and when it does, they just completely dismiss the idea that it might have something to say. So, I quite like that, because I think that we did all kind of land on the fact that Teeth is quite a smart film, yeah, quite I a sex-positive film. Very much so. Like, Very and, much so. Yeah, like a really good, like, kind of a feminist throughline that was ahead of the curve and genre stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, thanks for getting in touch. Uh, glad you're enjoying it, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad you agree on our assessment of Cottleboss as well. <laughs> um, that is the full extent, I believe, of my feedback beyond a certain persuasion. It is once again time for Mitch's Pitches. So, um, I'm just realising, by the way, that like um, we've picked up a fair amount of new listeners relatively, relatively recently. Yeah. And I kind of feel like we should maybe just do a little bit of a refresher on what this is. Yeah, actually, I noticed that we, we for the first time, I think, yeah, you forgot to tell us last week. Well, I think, and which is, like, that's on me, because, like I say, I think that it's particularly uh, imperative that I do just now. So, um, for anyone who is unfamiliar and was wondering what we were talking about last week, Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. Yeah, basically, Mitch, he's seen a lot of things... I'd say that came out in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah, I would say like turn of the millennium. I would yeah. say I'm reasonably good. Beyond that... It's hit and miss. <laughs> it's all a bit of a blur. It's hit and miss. Um, if I've seen your favourite film from then, it's more about luck than good judgement. <laughs> so what we've done is we've taken a poster from a more obscure horror film, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and um, posing the question to Mitch. Mitch, what is this film about? How Andy does that is that while we're recording, he sends a picture to my phone, which is a poster from a horror film, as he said, from years gone by, generally a more obscure film. Uh, he will have photoshopped out the title and the tagline and just left the identifying image, which we'll also share on our social media channels because we do like hearing from you with these. Yeah, very much so. Um, my God. I will describe the image to the best of my ability and, if possible, give it a title and a synopsis. You say if possible, but you've never been unable to do it. That's true. That, I suppose so. Um, so, speaking of, uh, last week, House of Whipcord. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the uh, the submissions were uh, plentiful. Yeah, and opinion. wild, I can only imagine. Well, yes. Kevin Matthews on Facebook. First off, successfully identifying the film to be House of Whipcord, so well done there. A lot of people knew that it was House of Whipcord, yeah, which few, is pretty interesting. A few people were in on that one, yeah, including a, a former guest, Duncan McLeish, on Instagram, yeah, yeah. spotted that. Uh, so Kevin Matthews on Facebook. The patrons of London's busiest bonded boudoir are all affected when a killer breaks in, locks the doors, and starts to work his way through the many victims who are all already tied up and helpless <laughs> in the 1980 classic, The Flagellator. He's oh! Amazing. <laughs> He's a maniac. He's a killer. He's the only one not in cuffs. 
I really like that. I like that quite a lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Constantine, the year is 1945, when Uncle Remus' travelling circus sets out to entertain troops in a poorly considered tour of Nazi Germany. Immediately concerned about, the, about Uncle Remus being involved. Well, <laughs> yeah. On. Yes. Uh, so, when Uncle Remus's travelling circus sets out to entertain troops in a poorly considered tour of Nazi Germany, an unscheduled detour finds them at a secret facility on the outskirts of Berlin. Hoping to earn their keep for the night, an evening of entertainment quickly turns to chaos as the troop is detained by the vile Frau Evil, believing them to be <laughs> allied spies. As she slowly tortures them for information on Operation Trickster, Remus quickly discovers that something in his stories of the enigmatic Br'er Rabbit could be the key to stopping the Nazi war machine once and for all. What real life and animation clash like never before in the harrowing and borderline xenophobic follow-up to the 1946 classic Disney's Song of the South 2 Zippity Duda Nazi D-Day. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Well, that's problematic at a lot of levels there. I would Sorry. agree. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Um, Cosmic Ray Girl on Twitter, uh, whip it, bitch. Uh, congratulations also to Cosmic Ray Girl, who just had a wee baby girl. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, Good news I saw indeed. that. Yeah, well done. Laura, at buying an LV on Twitter, no news is good news in the world's first BDSM musical, 1974, Chains in Alice. <laughs> <laughs> with, with songs by the Kinks, very good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, smart. Uh, Dave Cooper, when Lucky, the award-winning lassoer, loses his first lassoing competition in Texas for the first time in 20 years, he sets out to prove who's boss. Looks like a deadly game of cat and mouse, fuck's sake. It's about to begin <laughs> in 1978's Hang Em High. Oh, okay. Uh, Mark Logan, he's back. It's Indiana Jones and the correctional establishment of fallen women. <laughs> this time, he's in the 70s, and he's in his 70s. He's too old for this shit. <laughs> Far more succinct than uh, usual for Mark. Yes, and uh, that is actually all. Oh, right, okay, shit. So, time to pick a winner. Wow. I'm going to go for Kevin Matthews this week. I Kevin think. Matthews, yeah, the, flagellator. the flagellator. Big fan of the flagellator. Yeah, that's strong. I, say. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, you ready? Uh, yeah, it is once again time, I guess. Yep, here, okay. here it comes. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's see. So the background of the image looks kind of like full of like kind of it's kind of mountainous or kind of ravines, right? And mm-hmm. um, stuff. Uh, an unidentified winged animal <laughs> is flying. I mean, it's probably a bird. Well, is it? Yeah, I don't know. See, so, yeah, it's a mighty wingspan. In the kind of center point of the image, we have a large what appears to be like a tree branch or a wooden pole. Tied to it are a man who uh, his hands are tied above his head and he's bound around the waist and he's kind of. Uh, Facing to um, our right. Right, okay. Um, in the front of the image, uh, also tied to the pole, we have um, a woman in a state of some distress. Um, her, shirt has been, her, her shirt has been torn open and she's bound by the arms to the pole. Uh, she's wearing what looks to be kind of like maybe kind of uh, denim shorts or something. Okay. And it's tied around the feet. Uh-huh. Um, in the centre of the image, in the middle, we have... Are her breasts. Oh, yeah, also that. <laughs> um, at the front, at the bottom, should I say, in the middle, we have uh, um, a big pile of diamonds. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to the right, we have uh, skeletons of previous victims. And in the bottom left corner, we have what appears to be a dinosaur head. <laughs> With a sparkly eye. Okay. So I believe that I've hit on all the main points, but I will, however, definitely need a moment to consider this one. Okay, here we go then. As if there was any doubt.
feverishly, feverishly tapping away at your phone here. I kind of always want that to end on like a slide along some piano keys. Oh, okay. Like a brrrring. I can put that in. <laughs> okay, um... Fuck, we're there already. Kind of. Right, okay. This is sick. You're yeah. not getting that again. No, 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 no. We're, I, I, I don't want to do that again. One of these days you're going to go, oh yeah, and just start like singing it. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, bitch, stop it. Right, okay. When Chuck Steadfast and Veronica... <laughs> When Chuck Steadfast <clears throat> and Veronica Bertleby, hosts of the TV adventure series Globetrotting with Chuck and Nick, <laughs> head to the Amazon to film, their trip takes a sinister turn when they inadvertently stumble across the lair of superintelligent billionaire tyrant Hercule van der Vaar, who is, <laughs> s- who is secretly building an army of sentient robotic dinosaurs with which to carry out bank robberies and diamond heists. <laughs> Imprisoned in Hercule's underground bunker, Chuck and Veronica face their toughest adventure yet in 1986's horror classic, Velocirobbers. <laughs> Shades of Termigator in there. <laughs> it's a spiritual sequel to Termigator. Jesus Christ. Uh, wow, that, that sounds brilliant. Velocirobbers. Uh, far better than the actual film. Uh, as is so often the case. Yeah. Uh, the year, 1985, so pretty close. Oh, one year out. Pretty yeah, okay. close there. Uh, the film is Michelle Tarantini's Massacre in Dinosaur Valley. Massacre in Dinosaur Valley. Also known as Cannibal Ferox 2. Oh, right. Yeah. I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, do, we have a, do we have a synopsis for that one? <laughs> yeah, I could get you a synopsis for that. Yes, please. A plane carrying a professor, his daughter, a porn photographer, and two of his actresses, a bone hunter, a Vietnam vet, and his drunk wife crashes in the Amazon. Many of them die, and the others face jungle dangers, a cannibal tribe, and their sacrifices. <laughs> also, slave traders, in order to make it out alive. Jesus, okay. That was written by Hell to Pay 27 on IMDb. Is um, <laughs> is the Bone Hunter also the name of the film they're making? <laughs> <laughs> so there is a lot to work with there, and by now it will have landed on all of our social media channels. It will, yeah, I can confirm that. This, friends, is where you come in. Get pitching. We want to be hearing from you. Yeah, yeah, we love these. We really do. So almost time to look ahead to this week. I want to talk about something just quickly. Oh. Um, upcoming release. Uh, we've talked about it a bit on the show, but just want to make everyone aware, if you didn't already know, that the 29th of March, this Friday, sees the UK release of Lords of Chaos. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. It is, um, it's got, so it's got the actual over here. <laughs> you love that noise so much, don't yeah. you? You do. Any excuse. Coming out through Arrow Video and it's theatrical run starts on Friday. If it's showing anywhere near you, get yourself out to it. Yeah, it's it's fucking absolutely brilliant. brilliant. So, it's so fucking good. excellent. Don't go into don't go on a date. No. Uh, no. no, definitely don't take a date to No, I, I very nearly did that and I was so thankful that I didn't <laughs> I would urge you to, to reconsider to pick something else Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, um, yeah as it so happened uh, I, after about 10 minutes I was like, this has worked out fine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah um, uh, Also, one other thing, just very quickly we are still, of course, looking for your suggestions because a couple of people had shown a little bit of interest in us doing a kind of getting to know you episode where we kind of answer some questions from you guys. So we've taken that idea and run with it. We'll be doing that at some point in the near future and we're looking for questions by email. So yep. anything you want to ask us, I uh, can't guarantee we'll answer them all, but pitch whatever you like and that's stronglanguageviolentscenes at gmail.com. So uh, email us in if you've, if you've got a question for us. Yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah, we've got a few. I think it's going to be fun, but yeah, that'll be coming up pretty soon indeed. So keep an eye on your feeds. So... 
Yeah. The streak is broken. Ah, oh, devastating. I know. And to be Absolutely fair... devastating. But uh, and it's understandable again, I guess. Yeah, uh, it was extremely unlucky. We had somebody locked in and uh, just a last-minute cancellation. You will still be hearing that person on the show in the very near future. Mm-hmm. However, for the first time in 2019... And yeah, I think for the 29th of March... I think we've March, done okay, Pretty man. good we've going. We've done okay. It's, uh, it's an Andy versus Mitch episode fuck, for this week. Yeah, um, these guys. So, is it my turn? I think it is, yeah. I did Christmas Evil. That was okay. the last one. Uh, you're not going to like me for this. Oh, fuck. Detention uh, again. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to watch it again. I just want to. <sighs> no, I am, I am going to choose, and I don't think that this film is perfect, but I think it gets a ridiculously bad rap. Right. Just tell me what it is. Keep, Can, your, keep your opinions for the, the actual episode. Kimberly Pierce's Carrie remake. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, I haven't seen this since I saw it in the cinema. Yep, so Ansel, uh, Ansel Igor, Chloe Moretz, Judy yeah. Greer, yep. Julianne Moore, yep. Portia Doubleday, Kimberly Pierce's Carrie remake. Let's do it. <sighs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. So, this Friday, it's Andy vs. Mitch for the first time in 2019, where I, for reasons best known to myself, make the case in defense of Kimberly Pierce's Carrie. In the meantime... <laughs> you fucking bastard <laughs> get in touch with your thoughts on this I have a feeling that this is going to be an opinion divider and by an opinion divider I think that most people are going to disagree with me um, but if you want to get in touch then all the usual channels are available to you Twitter and Instagram Strong Language Violent Scenes you can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC and you can also email scenes at gmail.com ah yes thank you very much for all that Mitch also if uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what was I saying? Oh, aye. Uh, yeah, there are loads of places you can listen to us. Uh, I'm still freaking out about Carrie. Uh, <laughs> loads of places you can listen to us. Uh, not least of all, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Acast, and our home at Podbead. Yeah, big thanks to those guys <laughs> as well. And big thanks to every single one of you out there for listening. Um, there wouldn't be any point in us sitting doing this if no one was listening so thank you so much for actually doing that because we very much enjoy doing this for you every week yeah big thank you to everybody old and new that's uh, tuning in weekly these days we really appreciate it thank you very much so we're back Friday join us then if you can in the meantime don't forget it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds goodbye bye You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean. <laughs>